Welcome to the Dignified People podcast, shining a light on systemic oppression and what we can do about it. Hey everyone, today's podcast is with Colin Olnick, and I met Colin through the LEND program, which we referenced throughout the podcast, and LEND stands for Leadership Education in Neurodevelopmental and Related Disabilities. So we're in the same LEND trainee cohort, and we work on a lot of different things um, in the context of kind of care for people with disabilities as well as disability rights. So we look at healthcare, community-based, family-based, and advocacy-based aspects of what it's like to have a disability and how we can improve care and outcomes and overall quality of life um, for people with disabilities. And I think more importantly, with people with disabilities, that they're view and voice on disability rights issues is the most important voice to hear. Um, One of the things that I admire so much about Colin, and this is through class, through this podcast, but is his really, really broad worldview. And I think it's unique for anyone to have such a an open mind about the world and how things work and understanding that, you know, everything involves a give and a take and that we have to really be in tune to what getting what we want means for everyone else. And I think that Colin has a fantastic perspective on that. Plus, he is one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met on um, policy and legislation, um, specifically related to disability rights, but I have a feeling he probably knows a lot more about um, other policy and legislation as well. And so we do talk about um, some legislation that's out there, and so I would encourage you that if you have questions to um, first look up what the bills are that Um, Colin talks about and then also feel free to reach out on the Dignified People Instagram Um, and you can also reach out to me personally on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as eat with BRD and I'm happy to try and answer any questions possible or refer you to Colin to have your questions answered because he definitely knows way more about the topic than I do which is pretty much the purpose of this podcast is to share other people's perspectives um, that are different than my own. Um, Not that I don't agree with what they're saying, but just where they come from and how they view the world is through their own set of perspectives. And I really want to provide a platform where other people can share their stories to impact how we as a world view Um, particular issues specifically pertaining to um, systemic oppression. So I think that this podcast is fantastic and I cannot wait to share it with you guys. Um, Just the final note before it starts, um, about halfway through we get a little interrupted. Um, Please just bear with me and go ahead and listen through that and we start up again pretty quickly. So thank you guys for tuning in and let me know if you guys have questions. Hi everyone. Today I'm here with Colin Olnick and we're just going to jump right into the podcast. Um, All right, Colin, how do you identify yourself? Well, it's a very interesting question. I do identify myself as being disabled, having a disability. (coughs) I have many disabilities, though, but I guess my primary one is Mm -hmm. I identify myself as having cerebral palsy because for the longest time throughout my life, Mm -hmm. that is how I have been seen. I have been part of United Cerebral Palsy. That's an organization that helps people with cerebral palsy. I wasn't diagnosed with, I also have autism, but I wasn't diagnosed till about age nine. Wow. And that was several years ago when talking in the mid-90s mm-hmm. and such. So 
but I have always um, sort of just defaulted to cerebral palsy uh -huh. because that's the way that basically everyone identified me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to, like, see autism, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's very difficult for me. They're mm -hmm. very, people are very surprised to find out yeah. I have autism because there's sort of a stereotype uh -huh. with that autism thing you think Rain Man or, yeah. or something like that. or But it's a spectrum as yeah. the DSM says. It's, mm -hmm. Some people are high on the spectrum like me. Mm -hmm. Some people are low. Yeah. <coughs> Interesting. All right, well, what do you do? What do I do? I come here, <laughs> I come here once a week and learn um, from all of you. Yeah. <laughs> all the students and parents and land is just, it's been a great program. Good, yeah. For me, I mean, just to know that they're bringing everyone together in sort of a collaborative sort of thing. Yeah. I also work in a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do that mostly for spending money. <laughs> um, I've been doing it for 16 years. Yeah. So, you know. And what led you, I'll ask two questions. <coughs> what led you to want, or to working in the movie theater first? Well, Tell you about that. I um had gone there and seen movies, you know, like Star Wars when they redid those oh, in uh -huh. the mid to late nineties. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought, hey, this might be a good place <laughs> to work. And I mentioned it to my job coach at when I was in transition, and mm -hmm. she said, okay, let's try and. I got a job there, and when I started there, I was living in Overland Park, mm -hmm. so I was a bit closer, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it was real nice, and the one thing I like about it is the socialization, mm -hmm. because I'm the second person you see coming in uh -huh. to the movie theater. There are people that will ask tonight where... Um, where's the guy in the wheelchair? Mm -hmm. They they don't mean it offensively or anything, yeah. but they just want to know where I am. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and there are guys, um, as uh, when we were dis discussing bottom dollar, that mm -hmm. there are people out there that have given me things. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, it has been a wonderful experience. Yeah. A bit frustrating <laughs> at times, but other than that, it's been good. That's awesome. I When I was in high school, I wanted to work at a movie theater, but they wouldn't hire me. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right. So what led you to work or to come to the LEND program? Well, um, Sean Swindler, mm -hmm. whom I've known for a number of years, um, he started out at the <coughs> Community Disability Network, mm -hmm. which is an advocacy uh, group for people with developmental disabilities. And uh, that would have been 2007. He was also my case manager. Um, then, um, and he started me with the Self-Advocacy Coalition of Kansas mm -hmm. and such. And when KU got a hold of him mm -hmm. to take him, uh, they sought him out to work in their Across the Lifespan program. Mm -hmm. um, um, he started work over here. I had been working at the movie theater, just doing what I do, and 
you know, stuff like that. And then this opportunity came in where they wanted to self-advocate. Mm-hmm. <coughs> learning about learning from self-advocate, so he offered me the position. Cool. In this, so yeah. And you have kind of a history of advocacy work, is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, I started really uh, in school, Mm -hmm. in the school system. Uh, That was relatively, that's, it was a bit difficult, but it was, easier than other systems I've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, and of course, you've got the law kind of backing you up in that respect. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes it easier. Right. But, and then, and then I sort of stepped out of the school system and began working with the city of Prairie Village, which is mm-hmm. where I lived. Uh, one of the things was um, they had a difficulty with me swimming with life preserver oh. in the deep end of the pool. Uh-huh. The thing was, they didn't want water wings mm. that go on that go on kids' arms, uh-huh. which are really not for anything. But mm-hmm. they really don't provide life saving. Right and are approved by no one. But um, the thing was, they wouldn't let me swim with a Coast Guard approved life preserver in the deep end. Hmm. And so uh, me, my dad, uh, family Mm -hmm. uh, began to do advocacy and get change in that area. uh, that uh, went on for a while, and then the first policy mm-hmm. that I really worked on was when I was vice president of SAC. Uh-huh. Um, and that was in the uh, contracting with the, the state contracts with the community uh, developmental disability agencies in, in the state to provide services to people. And our our big thing at the time was getting employment first, <coughs> which is a concept of people, should, people with de- developmental disabilities mm-hmm. and intellectual disabilities should be employed in the community at competitive wages mm-hmm. as opposed to in a sheltered workshop at sub minimum wages and I was successful in getting a committee started looking at that. That's awesome. Yes. That's very cool. Yes. Um so what so, okay, he worked on Employment First, which I think yes. is a huge part of some of the disability rights advocacy. What other um, legislation out there has, like, kind of paved the way for disability rights? Well, I mean, like, there's, of course, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and other things, and, mm-hmm. um, of course, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, but really I, I feel that the disability rights movement uh, has really just paralleled many other mm-hmm. rights movements like anything else. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I mean, it takes different forms mm-hmm. than you might think. Yeah. But they're all working towards the same social justice goals. Sure. What kind of, I don't know if you can provide like an example of like a different kind of form that maybe well, disability rights okay. could take. Okay. 
disability rights is like in the case of like civil rights, access to mm-hmm. public places, we are the only minority, mm-hmm. other than women in the case of equal facilities, sure. um, that it takes money mm-hmm. to provide full and equal enjoyment. Mm. It, you know, like construction, yeah. like ramps and. Right elevators and grab bars and the bathrooms and Mm -hmm. other things. We are the only minority in which it takes a bit more courage Mm -hmm. to to um, bring our rights to fruition. Yeah. it, It really takes just a bit of courage because there is money involved. Right. There is money involved in providing home and community-based services. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper to provide, but you have to sort of convince people, and that gets more difficult Mm -hmm. when there's money involved. Yeah, you can't just change the wording. You also have to go through (laughs) the appropriations. You know, you can't. Yeah just pass on law yet mm-hmm. really I I'd say that's that's actually like really similar to some of like the problems we have with like nutrition mm-hmm. it's so much cheaper to do <coughs> you know to provide adequate nutrition early than it is to like treat chronic disease mm-hmm. um, but it does cost more money up front oh yeah but yeah so I think that's 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 really interesting mm-hmm. and I think that's a really important piece to know that it does take extra funds to do it. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So what, I don't know if you have any, if there's like a current piece of legislation in the works right now that you think is really important uh, or I you're mean, pretty passionate about. Th- there is the Disability Integration Act, mm-hmm. which would create a civil right to home and community-based services. Mm-hmm. Another group I have been a part of, it's called American Disabled for Attendant Programs uh-huh. Today, ADAPT. Um, their main thrust is to get the institutionalized bias uh-huh. out of Medicaid, which is the largest payer of long-term care services uh-huh. in the United States. For many, many years, ADAPT has worked, uh, first their deal was transportation, getting buses and Mm -hmm. other vehicles accessible. And uh, once the Americans with Disabilities Act (laughs) passed, that was kind of taken care of. Mm -hmm. Then they moved into getting home and community-based care as opposed to institutionalized care. We have been successful in recent years with the ACA, mm-hmm. the Affordable Care Act, getting stuff put in there, but there is no definitive right to live at home mm-hmm. and receive support in your home. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So can you talk about what that, like, community-based care looks like and then what the alternative is? Right, well, I can give you the best example. Um, Right now, I am able to sell to somebody Mm -hmm. uh, comes into my home, helps me get dressed, helps Mm -hmm. me get up and do stuff and other things, and then we go out into the community. Mm-hmm. We go shopping, we do mm-hmm. errands, we go out to eat, we pay the bills, we, yeah, you know, we do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to go to work and earn money and pay the taxes mm-hmm. and live like every other American <laughs> in this country, you know. Right. The the alternative the alternative to that is be, be 
being stuck in a room mm-hmm. and not doing anything and what you are doing you probably don't like yeah because you had to do it with 10 other people and uh-huh and even within the home and community based services mm-hmm. there are group homes and Mm-hmm. That's good for some, but I've lived in group homes in which you didn't like your, your roommates. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, and just. And so right now you live in an apartment? With... I live in a duplex. Okay. With two other guys, which uh-huh. I, I met and was able to uh-huh. say yay or nay to. And yeah. we get along great. And. I have a cat. My roommate yeah. has a cat, and the cat comes down, and they visit, and yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just like real life, I, like I how everyone live. in America yeah, live. lives. Yeah, you know? and it's like it's no different from any other situation right now. Where mm-hmm. working with the self advocacy coalition about. Getting me a job in Lawrence and uh-huh. moving down there and uh-huh. such and that's part of life. It's a change in life and yeah, it's an upgrade or down, <laughs> downgrade. Yeah, you are just able to experience what you want to experience. Mm-hmm. You are not restricted in any way. No one is trying to arbitrarily protect you from mm-hmm. the world. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Cool. I, I mean, and that's the main focus of ADAPT mm-hmm. just changing these systems. Mm-hmm. It's, we've come a long way, but there's still so much more to do. Right. I think that, you know, the stereotype maybe that everyone with a disability is the same and everyone needs the same care and that's kind of the model that we're coming from whereas like even someone with cerebral palsy um, has they have two different needs and we should be targeting what the needs are versus what the diagnosis is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool I love it all right so tell me a little bit more about your personal experience with some broken systems well let me tell you about that. In Kansas, mm-hmm. now this is when I was younger, it may have uh-huh. changed, but I had difficulty getting a full blown electric power chair. Oh. Now, the reason why that is, is because of my cerebral palsy and my autism. Autism Mm -hmm. is a spatial thing. There's Mm a spatial thing. When I would go up and be, it feel like I was suspended in air, Mm. even though I was all right. And then the cerebral palsy and the coordination... Mm-hmm. It it was very difficult for me to push myself. Yeah. And, you know, and and an electric chair just would 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 alleviate that, and mm-hmm. I would just be able to go. Yeah. But to convince the state <laughs> that you you need this thing, but there and then the question like are you employed are you in school are you doing this are you doing this it's like it would just improve one's quality of life right to uh, tremendously um one of the (coughs) things that my dad would always say Mm -hmm. is he would for one reason and one reason only, the rest of it was difficult. Uh-huh. 
is he would want me to live in Missouri because mm. over in Missouri they hand out electric chairs like yeah <laughs> they're going out of, they're going out of business they're going to yeah style the rest of it I mean uh, courts and you know the system over there is just terrible but yeah <laughs> come over here you know the system is good but you can't get yeah a chair and you it's only chair I'm in now mm-hmm. is because of Medicare. It's not perfect chair, mm-hmm. but it's an electric chair, and I'm able to go where I want, when I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not confined right. to a specific area. So, before you got this chair, yeah. you had to... So, this is not through Kansas. This is through the federal government. Yes. Right. Okay. And so, Kansas would... Did they not, never give you well, an electric Well, chair? they did, but it, sure. I had a power-assisted chair, which is like a self-propelled lawnmower. You uh, push it, and it goes, yeah. and it sort of goes... such things it's it's not necessarily because I'm a socialist or mm-hmm. anything like that but it's like depends on where you live you know if you live in right Missouri if you live in California it's gonna be different if you live in Maine it's mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna be different you yeah. know and so, and yeah, that it, it's just a matter of <coughs> having the appropriate access to the care right. that you need right. and the technology that you need. How much does, like, if if it's not covered by someone, how much does, like, a part for your wheelchair cost? How much does a part? Or maybe your whole wheelchair, or whatever. This, uh, my, my... Power assisted chair with seating mm-hmm. system costs five 
thousand dollars. The one I had before this uh, one had a seating system in it. Uh, cost eleven thousand dollars. You can, uh, oh, it can get up to in the multiple of thousands yeah. of dollars. I mean, one of the things I'm working on right now is getting better seating for this mm-hmm. chair I'm in because um, the one thing about Medicaid as to Medicare is Medicaid will do primarily what a doctor says mm-hmm. I need to have done. Mm. With Medicare, it's kind of, they roll these things off the assembly line at $3,000 a pop. Ah, uh, okay. And it's more of a volume thing than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, if there was some magic way that you could take the willingness of Medicare to kind of pay for an electric chair mm-hmm. and then add in the medical necessity criteria, mm-hmm. that would be the perfect world mm-hmm. for anyone. Yeah. It yeah. seems like there's definitely a disconnect between the systems and how we can kind of bridge that gap. There is. It's a big problem. There is. Hmm. And that's is paying eleven thousand yeah. dollars for a chair, and then how? I mean, when we talk about, I know a lot of times, like with the, some of the legislation, there's like a spend down, and you oh, can yeah. only have so much money. I I, I never. Um, well, I've had to deal with the spend down mm-hmm. se- uh, several times throughout my life um, because of. I've spent it on some medical equipment, but uh, uh-huh. I also you, um, I also have two TVs in yeah. my <laughs> room, and you know you had to figure yeah. out. Right now, I've got an excessive amount, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with it, mm-hmm. and it is it is somewhat difficult. Yeah, because there's only so much in this world that you need. Yeah, <laughs> um, so. Oh, I guess we should back up really quickly. Yes. Can you explain what a spend down rate is? <clears throat> okay. Back before I was on social security disability, mm-hmm. there's a program called Supplemental Security Income. Mm-hmm. They have a cap of how much assets you can have at any one time in any one account. Mm. A bank account that you have, mm-hmm. and that limit is two thousand uh, dollars. Um, it's been that way since nineteen eighty nine. This has been going on for years and years uh. and years. Um, uh, and if you go over uh-huh. that amount, if you hit it and go over, you can lose your cash benefit, Mm. which can affect your medical benefit. Right. And there has been some improvement, but it's been, it's been in, it's been in spurts. Sure. I mean, I mean, there is no, if there is one thing that does need fixing, you just need a big omnibus bill yeah that has everything all you can mm-hmm. so of course this is fantasy yeah <laughs> especially in today's political climate yeah i mean but if there is there is just this one thing you got one piece of legislation says one thing you got another that says right something else if you can just Look at it all. Line it up. Yes. Parallel. Mm-hmm. Into like. And. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny. This is, I think, actually a great use of an omnibus bill. So I'm going to provide a little bit of context. Um, other versions of an omnibus bill would be like the farm bill, where there's things for like 
um, supplemental nutrition assistance mm -hmm. and agriculture and conservation and research and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And in an omnibus bill like that, you have a lot of kind of bargaining chips and things like that that happen. Mm -hmm. But if there were an omnibus bill for something like disability like services and things like that, that would be a really great use of an omnibus mm -hmm. bill mm -hmm. um, on things that are all related and that allow us to create processes and systems within that bill. Right. Um, you've also got within, but back to, back to the thing. Um, okay, so you've got this $2,000 thing. Mm -hmm. You've got to spend it down or they'll come after you. Yeah. <laughs> some fashion. <coughs> some people do use it on medical equipment. Mine. Mm-hmm was pretty much covered. Uh-huh. It is pretty much covered. So, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, um, I remember once during the recession, mm -hmm. uh, I had hit the $2,000 cap. Yeah. And was like, okay, Disney yeah. <laughs> has cut its prices <laughs> to the bone, and uh -huh. so, hey, Mom, you've always said you wanted to go to yeah. Disney. Well, I know because of my mom's financial situation, and uh -huh. that's a whole nother population thing. Mm -hmm. But I know because of this thing, you're not going to be able ever to take us there. Why don't I take you and Abby? You know? Yeah. And so I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, um,. Um, and then, so we did, I did that for a couple of years, and then I fell out of that uh -huh. sort of thing, and now I've got a gaming computer yeah. <laughs> at home. I've got, uh, Jeff Bezos, he loves me because... Uh -huh. I keep buying stuff off of Amazon. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I know it's cruelly made, and the, you know, and, and you've got a whole other population of people in there that are being oppressed. Uh huh. But for God's sake. Yeah, you, you have know, to keep I'm, your benefits. I'm, 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 you, you know, what do you want me to do? Right. You know, you know I do. Try and buy local. I do try mm -hmm. and buy American. Yeah. You know, I've, um, the original one, I don't know if you know what that is, mm -hmm. they make hot sauce. Oh. And I, I buy hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, right now I bought some stuff called salad cream. Yeah. <laughs> it is British. It is British mayonnaise, yeah. basically. <laughs> um, you know, I am, I am doing stuff. I'm also looking at what I need mm -hmm. to improve my living situation. Mm -hmm. I bought grab bars. I bought toilet seat. I bought a thing to go around the toilet seat to make, mm -hmm. make it safer. I bought, mm -hmm. I don't know what else I, I Mm -hmm. I, it's just you gotta come up with stuff. I've, I've, I have a cat, yeah. <laughs> and um, I spend money on her. Yeah. And I get pedicures and, because Medicare uh -huh. will not pay for someone to trim your toes unless oh. you're diabetic. Because uh -huh. I am not diabetic, I go to a nail salon. Yeah. And have them do it for uh -huh. twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, I um, love Aldi. You know, yeah. and I, I just as a nutrition uh -huh. expert, <coughs> they've got good stuff. They and, do, and I like it. You yeah. know, it sort of I one one of the guys that that works with me mm -hmm. uh, went there in the 70s. He he hates all these. <laughs> you know, because back in the day it was all you know, like canned goods and yep. stuff like that. And now it's now it's much better. And, <laughs> um, I, I love it, you know. I'm able to get 
uh, Cheerios, but they're not called right. All the che- Cheerios, <laughs> they're called Oldios. Yeah. Instead of a B, they've got I don't know what they've got a bear on there, yeah. something like that. But I love it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just, you know, I I love being able to do stuff. Uh, one of the things that I would like to do with my case manager, mm-hmm. who is a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. She is she is like a sister to me in mm-hmm. a way. Um, is go to this town. It's called Rachel, Nevada. It uh-huh. is right outside Area 51. Oh. And there are a bunch of crazy people that <laughs> I swear think they're aliens yeah. or something <laughs> and just want to be beamed up and <laughs> I I, I want to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just figuring out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing with Lawrence getting down there and yeah. setting up, and that's going to be fun. going to yeah. take some money. And, um, this sack thing uh, is sort of tied in with the old Lind mm-hmm. program. It's sort of... Sean's way of bringing me into the fold, yeah. <laughs> as it were. But no, no, um, SAC really has made um, changes for people with all disabilities, but mm-hmm. more specifically for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I have I've seen these people do things that that are amazing. I have yeah. seen um, them, like we're working on a supported decision-making mm-hmm. bill right now, which basically, it is just, okay, if I were to choose you as a supporter, you would help me mm-hmm. uh, to give me pros and cons of, let's say, a health okay. uh, mm-hmm. thing or something. And you, uh, through this agreement, would have the legal right to look at my medical records Mm -hmm. to help me make a determination. But I, as the person with the disability, (laughs) maintain all my rights to make a final decision. Mm -hmm. And I maintain the right to... um, terminate you as a decision maker. Mm-hmm. It's basically a cheaper way other besides guardianship. Yeah. Which is complicated and very difficult. Mm-hmm. You also within the system uh, of long term care you also have very old archaic ideas that are still like institutionalization. Mm-hmm. Like this bill yeah. that we're working on, the supported decision-making bill, is opposed by a group, it's called Voice mm-hmm. of the Retarded. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, it is just, it is a big organization, mm-hmm. but it, uh, for us it is just one lady Mm-hmm. who has a grandson who is 23 mm-hmm. down at the Kansas Neurological Institute who would not even be affected by this bill. <sighs> and she opposes it because her son won't be able to benefit. And because... <laughs> yes, yes, or something. Oh, no. It is just this very convoluted very crazy argument yeah. that these people come up with saying that you know, you're not helping my son or my Right, and a lot of times it's like this is the step, the first step we have to take to get there. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a process. Yes, yes. and you know, you know, it's just very, very strange but luckily she is on I I believe her last legs, mm-hmm. but my case manager did bring something up to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the ending of subminimum wages and other mm-hmm. things, and 
such, she is concerned about people earning mm. too much, not because she doesn't want people to earn right. or anything like that, mm -hmm. but um, she is concerned about them earning too much to dis uh, be disqualified for services mm -hmm. that they need. Now, right. there are systems that they're like the ABLE account, mm -hmm. um, achieving better life uh, experiences mm -hmm. that allow people uh, to put money into it um, and keep their medical, uh, keep their federal benefits. Okay. But not that many people know about it. And in Kansas, at least, my dad and I, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to get one of these okay. things started, at least in Kansas. Mm -hmm. I don't know about other states. I, I'd say that's a pretty common thread from what I've heard from people is that, you know, there's a lot of resources out there for people with disabilities, right. but whether or not you know about them right. is a big piece, and if you can access them right, is the other right. piece to that. Right, it is, yeah. it is, <coughs> there's no one central location. Mm -hmm. Which I think goes back to your point about having a big omnibus bill yes. for a lot of these disability yes, yes. programs. Yes, I mean, just look at the programs. Mm -hmm. Let's align them with the ADA which mm -hmm. is social justice. Right. And what we've been trying to do ever since mm -hmm. the Americans with Disabilities Act mm -hmm. is trying to align our social social welfare mm -hmm. with social justice. Right. That is difficult in that the ADA, there is no money. Mm -hmm. There is a ton of money in the social welfare system. Right. And there are a lot of people that want to keep that money. Sure. And so what we've had to do is it's just been, it's like, I wouldn't call it piecemeal, mm -hmm. but, it, it, but, it's, but it comes in, comes in spurts. Yeah. Or it comes in waves mm -hmm. or something. There is no concerted effort to just say, Let's do it. Right. Yeah. No, that's a challenge. So, um, the, I just, here is kind of my perspective on the, the spend down, um, right. since we've kind of touched on that a couple different right, times. Right. Um, so you can correct me if I'm misinterpreting this, yeah. but one of the problems with having like a spend down is that it kind of keeps people in poverty yes um you're not like able to save up for you know big things for the future or no no i mean i like retirement and yes, stuff uh, that like that is that is i'm very cognizant mm -hmm. of a need to save for retirement the AOL account does mm -hmm. kind of give me something with that but nothing real right and i mean that there's social security out there, and, you mm -hmm. know, but you know, and it's an easy fix to you know just get rid of one camp and whatever. But right. politically, that that's a challenge. Sure. Um, I am not able to participate mm -hmm. in a 401k. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they got it at work. I mean, yeah. But because it's not this particular instrument huh. over here, I, I, I am, I am concerned yeah. for myself, you know, I am mm -hmm. not able to uh, provide security right. to myself. Yeah. I am not, I don't have a special, special needs trust because of Long time ago, there was some family issues that mm -hmm. prevented that from ever being done. Mm -hmm. There is no, I am no safety net mm -hmm. beyond the safety net. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I think that's like good clarity for people to understand that it's, 
that you might be able to you know buy things but like you as you said like things i don't necessarily need or yeah. you know you're trying to find ways to spend the money but yeah. you can't save it for long term um, i mean things. you can in it you can mm-hmm. cash but again right that is less secure. secure definitely and security is what we want and mm-hmm. you know People with disabilities, they want to be able to do everything else, but there's a fear mm-hmm. of loss of benefit. Mm-hmm. And the benefits for all the shortcomings, mm-hmm. for all the lack of certain things, mm-hmm. they are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, and and I I mean, they're just, they're, you know, there's sort of like they're there. Mm -hmm. And and you kind of just don't want to give them up, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, if for, even if you are able to save money for the future and things, or like for emergencies and stuff like that, the amount that your benefits cover or the services that they cover no one could afford those unless no, you are no, no, no. wealthy. Like that's even if you can save your money, like you're not gonna you're no, just not gonna no. afford that. I I can consider myself lucky in that I don't mm-hmm. have that I have needs but they mm-hmm. aren't as extensive of let's say somebody with some genetic disorder mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Or, you know or some dietary thing. I'm right. Sure, you know of some stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things that insurance, like us, people who have special nutrition needs, that insurance won't cover because the formula they need is considered food and not medicine. But you can't have certain things. It, right. Yeah, it's it's a big long thing. But all right. So after kind of you've explained all of these systems and processes that. Um, have impacted your life and how has all of that um, like positive and negative kind of impacted your worldview? Well, I I would say uh, for for the most part I have been able to the school system has been one of the best systems Mm -hmm. um, I've ever dealt with because in school I was able to learn Mm-hmm. With everybody else, I was able to learn distinction. I I learned to have an open mind and mm-hmm. other things, and just keep a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe thirty years down the road, I'll just be, you know, like old and you know, <laughs> just set in my ways, and yeah. that's the way the world is. But <laughs> but. School has provided me just an open world. I mean, I've been able to experience Mm -hmm. so much and just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not bitter about anything. Mm -hmm. Things can always be changed. Mm -hmm. It may take a while, but things have gotten better. I mean... Mm-hmm. Nothing is stagnant. Right. Nothing is the way it is. Nothing is set in stone. Nothing is. I mean, it's very fluid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, right now, I think with the way healthcare is, yeah, and that is changing, and mm-hmm. Kansas is changing, and right. just this whole thought of healthcare being a right mm-hmm. as opposed to whatever it was before yeah. <laughs> or you know and, and just being able to see you know politically how the world is changing and 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 just to be able to be able to see all this I believe our generation has opportunities and and will be able to see 
very positive change in mm-hmm. the coming years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that this has been a really good podcast, so I want to finish it with a couple of questions mm-hmm. on um, what do you, like, what information or piece of advice or just snippet do you want people who have a different situation than you do to understand? Well, I, I realize that not everyone is me. Not everyone mm-hmm. has lived in Johnson County mm-hmm. um, and had the advantages I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say uh, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, nothing is stagnant. Things can always change. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, somebody who might have some mortgage crisis or something. Yeah. Some might be hearing this and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I want you to know that I have ha- I have tried to have a very broad worldview. Mm-hmm. I have benefited tremendously from the community in which I live, but I've tried not to stay mm-hmm. in this community. Right. I've tried to branch out. Yeah. Learn about how other people's lives yes, happen. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. So if there were one thing that um, I think, like, it was, like, a requirement that everyone had to know, like, you know how, like, going through school, you have to, like, learn how to add, you have to learn how to multiply, like, things like that. If there was one thing that you think everyone should leave, like, high school or elementary school knowing, what would that be? What would that be? Um... Just know that necess- you don't necessarily need to go to school. School, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to go to college. I mean, it's good, mm-hmm. but I mean, you can learn a lot on the end yeah. from not having a degree yeah. than having a degree. It's not all sort of just straight line uh-huh. linear like seek the experiences more than yeah just the education don't, don't just you know go the traditional mm-hmm. route you know you, you know yeah six figures is not right you know what everybody needs you know no. I love that no that's that's something I've been like thinking a lot about recently uh, too is just like the Pros and cons to college and getting a right. degree and all of that. So. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, and as to that, we've seen in the news, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the difference between Stanford or mm-hmm. KU? I mean, I mean, what's other than than a name? I I learned at Johnson County. Yeah. That, <laughs> The education you get at Johnson County is just as good as, you know, uh, mm-hmm. where right. Loring Lockhart wanted to send her yeah. kid or whatever, you know, so, yeah. you know, what, what, what's the difference? Yeah, I'm, that, this all being said, I do support, you know, free universal college because... Mm-hmm. You know, if you want it, you know. You got to put in the work anyway. You know, you yeah. should get it, but you shouldn't, you know, be, you know, like 15, still paying off your loans or yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know. And Definitely. God knows. You, I was on the Pell Grant, so I, I know nothing. <laughs> Again, I, I know nothing about situations. I was right at that yeah. Poverty line thing mm-hmm. where I never had to deal with right student loans or right whatever and you know and you know I don't get it but you know I sympathize empathize with you all out right. there that are li- <laughs> listening to this and yeah saying I have twenty thousand. In student loans, I, I, you know, I get it, you know, you know, I Mm -hmm. want to say that I want to work for you. you 
Right. No, I'm not just looking at disability stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I died. You know, my mother had went to school, graduated in 2003. She still gets deferments. Yeah. Because of the income. Mm. thing and that's yeah. a whole other podcast yeah <laughs> you know and other things yeah all so, right yeah. Oh, i love it well we will call this a day all right and awesome that was a that was a great podcast um thank you for being on the dignified oh, yeah. people show yeah well, that was the dignified people podcast Thank you for listening and tune in next time to continue to be a part of something bigger.